Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is actually a recording of a team call that I recently hosted for my team. I love being able to share my experiences and things I've learned about different growth topics to help other people kind of get that leap ahead. So I wanted to share this with you because I had so many aha moments, takeaways, and just kind of like gut punches that I think it might be the reminder that you need to. Welcome back to Hustle to Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Deidre Weaver, and I'm so thankful that you're here with me. In my podcast, I hope that I can show you that there is a way of living life other than just checking the boxes. Your life shouldn't be about proving yourself to other people. It's not about hustling your face off to reach that specific goal. The point of your life is to be freaking obsessed with it, to love yourself where you're at and create the happiness you dreamed of. So sit down, buckle up, and let's get to today's episode. Today's topic is self care. This is kind of like a, maybe a taboo topic, maybe a, uh, don't tell me this kind of topic. So am I going to get you uncomfortable? Probably. Do you need to hear it? Absolutely. Um, if it makes you uncomfortable, this is where I'm saying lean in, understand that that feeling, it's not a feeling of shame. And if you take it in a shame way, take it off the table. Like I'm, we're not here to shame. It's simply being the objective observer where you can recognize things that you need to change in your life so that you can feel better. If you want to feel better, you've got to change something, right? So what is self-care? Self-care by definition is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Simple enough, right? Self-care encourages you to maintain a healthy relationship with yourself so that you can transmit the good feelings to others. You cannot give to others what you do not have yourself. Can I get an amen, right? And we always say we want to be better. We want to be happier. We want to be more loving. We want to be more patient. Or I mean, maybe that's just me. I shouldn't speak for everyone, but that's kind of the things that I want. I want a happy, healthy marriage. I don't want to nag at my husband and be constantly angry at him. I want to be a happy mom. I don't want to be annoyed when my kid wants a drink of water or when he keeps saying mom and mom, 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 mom. I want to pay attention to him. I want to wake up in the mornings and feel good, not be like, why the heck is it morning already, right? Like those are things that I wanted to change and I had to recognize what is it that I have to fix in here so that I can feel those ways I want to feel. So I open discussion right now. You can unmute yourself. You could drop it in the comments. What are some different ways that you personally practice self-care? Like, I, I want to hear what you do to practice self-care. All right, chats lighten up. Let's see. I get my hair done, reading and self-reflection, shopping, okay? Writing, ooh, I love writing. Epsom salt bath, mm. meditation, go to bed early, softball, reading, bake. I like these. Did anyone find themselves realizing that you actually don't self-care? <laughs> yeah, I don't self-care, right? Like I work out, I eat right, I bathe, 
But can I remind you, those are things that you just do. Those aren't extra special. Eating and bathing and wearing clothes, that's not special. That's not actually taking care of you, right? Like that's necessary. Working out is great, especially if it gives you those endorphins and and gives you the opportunity to feel good about yourself. Like y'all know I'm on that train, but that's not actually taking care of this you, right? It's taking care of this you, not this you. And I really wanted to challenge you with that because I think the lie that we face often is that self-care is selfish. As moms, we shouldn't do that. As moms, we cannot sacrifice for us. As women, we cannot take away from other people to give to ourselves. As wives, it is our duty to take care of this house, right? Taking that hour, oh no, I can't do that to them. Taking that weekend, absolutely I cannot sacrifice that for my family. We get into this kind of martyrship where we think that if we do this, we are terrible human beings, essentially, right? Like it's the end of the world and no one will be able to survive without us taking care of them. But when you pay adequate attention to your well-being, you're not just considering your needs, right? You're reinvigorating yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself for the people around you. So taking that hour to get away from the crazy, get away from the children, get away from the husband, it's actually better than you sitting here and saying, well, I can't go anywhere because this house isn't going to get cleaned and you're not going to be able to eat. And God forbid your dad change your diaper, right? Like, which which is going to feel better? Being resentful so that you can be mad and beat everyone up or simply being like, peace out, Girl Scout. I'm going to go away for an hour because I need space from you and y'all just going to figure it out and I will rescue you later, right? Like what's going to feel better? When you are taking care of yourself and when you can actually ask yourself, okay, what do I need right now? And you can answer it and then do it. You're going to find that you feel better when you fulfill those needs. Um, And everyone around you is going to benefit from that new energy and the joy that you bring because you're not being resentful, because you're not being a negative Nancy, because you're not putting that pressure on not only yourself, but on them as well. And I think that that is super, super key, right? Self-care is more than just working out. It's more than what you weigh. It's more than your physical results. It is mental. It's emotional. It's mindset. It starts literally from the inside out. And when so many people start their health and fitness journey with me, I know it starts with the scale. I know it starts because you hate the way your clothes fit. I know it starts because you can't stand looking at yourself in the mirror. But if we really dig down deep, a lot of those feelings and emotions actually have nothing to do with what you look, right? Because you can be skinny and still not like yourself. Ask me how I know, right? I got down to 108 pounds and I still dreaded being a mom. I still hated hearing mom 5 million times. I still resented my husband because he was constantly out of the house. I still didn't love who I was. And the reason for that is because I wasn't actually taking care of me. I was martyring myself and I was fighting to be healthy and fit, but I wasn't actually addressing my wellness. I was addressing my fitness. And there's a huge difference in that. 
the next slide is self-care feels good. When we think about self-care and we can go up into the chat and talk about some of those that we had already mentioned, self-care feels good. We think that it's baths and manicures and getting our hair done and going shopping and going out to eat and taking a nap and, and reading a book. But the truth is self-care doesn't always feel good. If you read the happiness project with us, then one of her key things that I took away from anyways was that happy doesn't always feel happy. It doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always feel right. Sometimes the right thing is not the easy thing. Self-care isn't meant to be comfortable. Let me just drop that truth bomb on you. Let me say it again. Self-care is not meant to be comfortable. It is meant to push you and it is meant for to help you grow. To care for yourself means that you actually face your struggles. You face the things that you're saying to yourself, the things that you're doing through your day, your actions, your attitude, your behavior. Um, it's doing new things. It's creating change. It's truly caring for your needs. It's that simple question. What do I need right now? And, and I want you to, to actually ask yourself that in your head. What do you need right now? If you could, you had zero responsibilities all the time in the world, whatever, what is that thing that you need? Because me, I need the fucking beach like yesterday. Take me away. I need sunshine and to breathe. Today, actually, was I like I feel good because it was sunny here. We went outside for a walk. I sat in the sun and it, it was everything that I needed and more. But I think the question you have to ask yourself often is what do I need right now? And we don't normally address that because we don't take our feelings our emotions or our needs into consideration because we're too busy putting everyone else above ourselves, right? Like being that martyr. But it's important that you're willing to do the hard work, the actual heart work that you need to be done because guess what? No one else knows what's going on in your mind or in your heart or what you need. And we, from little bitty kids, if you have not read Untamed by Glennon Doyle, this is where I'm gonna plug that real quick. As little bitty kids, we are told to sit down to be quiet. Girl, you don't, you don't speak unless you're spoken to, right? We are told to quiet ourselves and to just not. We are taught how to nurture and, and take care of others, but we were never taught how to take care of ourselves. We were never taught how to listen to our needs or our emotions or say what we think or feel. So self-care. Don't use food to fill a void. You know, if you're, if you're like, oh yeah, at the end of this week, I'm getting that margarita or I'm going out to eat and I'm having that girl's night and I'm binging on all the food. That's not actually self-care. That's you filling a void. That, that snack that you have hidden in your cabinets for when your kids go to bed and you can sit down and watch Netflix for the first time all day. And you're like, yes, mama, come to me chocolate. That's filling a void right? Buying, hitting up Amazon because you don't feel good or going to the store and getting all those budget buys or that boutique outfit or, you know, you earned this, you deserve this, or you see what she's buying and you're like, oh my gosh, it looks so good on her. I just have to buy it. You're filling a void when you do that. Companionship, whether it be going to your spouse for the attention, the resentment that I used to give to my husband, it was for negative attention and I didn't realize it. I was so jealous that he got out of the house, that he got to talk to humans, that 
I never, literally never saw him. If you can do math, he worked 13 hour nights, seven days a week with an hour drive there and an hour drive back. I literally didn't see him. So anytime he was around, I picked a fight. Why? Because that guaranteed that he would talk to me for a little bit longer because we were arguing. He didn't have choice. Whether you're finding companionship by going to message other people on social media or even just in like in my groups, right? Like my boot camp. That's what I did. It I I used that to fill my void. I used my business to fill the void of just having a person that is filling a void. Your validation, posting that sweaty selfie or your sweet muscles just to get the likes doing your makeup and taking those selfies just so you can post it, that's filling a void. Constantly messaging people to be reassured that you're doing the right thing or yes, this is right. And all of the, that's still filling a void. What if instead of learning to go outside of yourself for validation, we can learn to be proud of who we are? How One, how crazy is that, right? That we can validate ourselves, that we can be proud of ourselves, that we can love ourselves, that we can ask ourselves what we need and we can trust that we know the answer to that. But what if you learn to be proud of yourself? How much different would would your life feel and be right now in this moment, right? Because I'm sure if I asked this room, you, you know, what are you proud of right now? Not many of you are gonna have a lot to say because you're always gonna have something to critique about what you're doing. We don't know how to clap for ourselves. It's crazy, it's totally crazy. And if you are proud of yourself, hell yes, shout it from the rooftop. But a lot of the times when we are proud of ourselves, we downplay it or we don't share it because, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal, right? Well, they don't actually care. But the thing is, you're not celebrating you for anyone else, you're doing it for you. And that's a big difference, right? We're taught like, don't brag, don't be boastful, yada, yada, yada. There's a big difference in bragging for validation and just being proud of yourself. Being proud of yourself, there's no no shame in that. Own you, sister. So what are things that you can do that are actually going to take care of you, that are going to take care of from the inside out, moving your body, eating good foods? Of course, those are given. Sleeping enough. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Anyone can raise their hand and say they get eight. Yeah, that's you not taking care of you. Growing your mindset. How much personal development are you taking in? Do you listen to audiobooks? Do you listen to podcasts? Are you learning something new each day? And I know we're really good at this for the most part, but are you taking it and actually applying it? Or when you get to that hard part of the book, do you say, well, that's cute, but I'm not going to read that shit, (laughs) right? Are we actually willing to grow through it? Are we willing to apply it to our lives? Because that's the change that we're looking for. Do you say no? Are you a yes ma'am, right? How often do you say no to that person when they ask you for something? Whatever that may be. I know no is one of my bad things. It's learning to set those boundaries. Simply saying no and setting the boundaries, that is a form of self-care. Addressing your feelings and emotions. Most women that I have encountered are not good at being an objective observer. They're not good at asking themselves questions because it starts that shame cycle, right? It starts the, 
what ifs, it starts the anxiety, it starts like all the, the terrible things that you bring yourself down, you allow yourself to beat yourself up versus just asking a question and getting an answer. And I think if you can look at your life as data, simply data, that's all that it is. And you can say, all right, here's what this is. Here's why it's happening. Here's what we need to cre you know, create change or do something different addressing those emotions and those feelings, knowing that the root probably came from a long, long time ago when you are a wee little baby, right? A little kid, you grew up with this. We blame our upbringing. We blame the trauma. We blame the things that happened in our life when it's time to recognize that you are a grown ass woman. And at some point in your life, you have to take responsibility. It's not your mama's fault. It's not your ex-boyfriend's fault. It's not those schoolgirls' fault. Did they play a role? Absolutely. But how you responded and the action that you're taking to create change in your own life, that's on you. At some point you have to grow up and you have to take responsibility for that. That's self-care meditation. I know Amy, you mentioned this one. This is really good. Learning how to clear your mind of all of that chatter that's going on, being able to sit beside yourself, right? Like one of my biggest goals is being able to sit in a room by myself and feel good. Because if I told you right now, all right, I'm locking you in, in that padded room and you just have to sit there for an hour. How many people are going to panic, right? Immediately that, that thought process starts whirling and you're like, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely not, right? I want you to be able to sit beside yourself because that is self-care. Growing and learning what you want and what you need. Therapy, that is an amazing form of self-care. Self and maybe you're like, well, that's not something you do by yourself. Well, that's okay. It doesn't, none of this has to be something you do by yourself. Just because you're taking care of you, you may not have all the answers. And I think that's the important thing is knowing that you don't have to have all the answers. You don't know what you don't know. And if you're not willing to learn something new and ask for help, we are, you're never going to know that thing, right? Having hard conversations. This is messy, but it's self-care. And it's really, like I said, it doesn't always feel good. I bet at least five of these things probably make you want to puke or make you want to want to punch me, right? Like, Deidre, don't freaking say that because I'm not doing that shit, right? feel you, been there, know it. Yes, I get it. I get it. But I shared this with you because I don't care what size you are. I don't care what you look like. I think you're beautiful. I think you're amazing right now as you are. But the struggle is that you don't think that. And we're not doing things to get you to that place. And so maybe you do need shook, right? Maybe you do need woke up. And if that means being, having this hard conversation of, are you actually taking care of you? Maybe that's what you need to take that first little baby step. And no, like I've been doing this for six years now and I just got into self-care, what? Maybe four years ago, right? Like the first two years of my journey, I was still just getting by. The next lie is I don't deserve it. Raise your hand if you are, you don't have to raise your hand. Mentally raise your hand. If you are that person who's like, well, I see her doing it and that's great for her, but I just can't be happy or I just can't lose the weight or, or I, I just can't have a marriage like that or I'll never be a mom like that. You're telling yourself that you don't deserve it, whether those are the words you're using or you're not. You're loved. You are love. You are love and you deserve love.
Stop feeling sorry for yourself because this lie that you keep repeating to you, it's going to keep you being stuck here over and over again. Maybe you keep losing the same 10 pounds over and over and over again. It's because you're wanting to hold on to that sorry. You're wanting to shame yourself. You're wanting to pull yourself down. But I think what helped me anyways was understand why I think or felt that way and ask if that's how you want to live the rest of your life, right? Maybe your marriage freaking sucks and it's, it's just not good, right? I got to a point where I never saw my husband at all whatsoever. And I had to sit down and ask myself, is this the life that I want to live for forever? The answer was hell fucking no. I don't want to be in a marriage where we're constantly fighting, where we never get time together, where we don't love each other, where I want to choke him out every day. That's not a marriage I want to live in. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Because if you don't want that for the rest of of your life, what are you going to do about it? I got to a point where we were so strapped financially that every single time money was brought up, it was an instant fight. Every single time I went to the grocery store, I felt inadequate. The money shame had us trapped, him trapped, me trapped. And I asked myself, do I really want to live the rest of my life feeling this way about money? And the answer was no. So if that's not how I want to live the rest of my life, what am I going to do to change it? Do I want to live the rest of my life healthy, unhealthy, and overweight? Do I want to live the rest of my life absolutely hating myself? Do I want to live the rest of my life spending no time with my kids? We can go through and through and through and over and over and over a million different questions that you can ask yourself. But at the end of the day, these are questions you have to ask yourself. And if the answer to your question is no, you do not want to live the rest of your life that way, then it's your responsibility to change it. If not, what are you going to do to change it? And that's literally a real challenge that I want you to take in. Your self-sabotage is the only thing that's holding you back. Your fears, your mindset, you telling yourself that you can't. They say mindset is the most, the strongest muscle, the most powerful muscle, whatever that saying is, because it's true, right? If your mind is in the right place, then you're constantly going, going to be going back to beating yourself up in the mirror, tearing down your marriage, being a, t- a, a anxious, angry mean mom, right? Like whatever those are, you're always going to go back to that place. You're always going to say, you don't belong. You're not a part of the community, right? Because you're sabotaging you. You're holding yourself back. And a lot of the times we do this because we want to be noticed. We do this because we want to be martyred. Because if we change it, then we don't have anything to bitch and complain about. So instead of changing it, we stay stuck. So that we always have the guarantee that we can complain about something. So we always have the guarantee that, well, we're not going to fail because we're not even trying. We always have the guarantee that you're always going to have something to work towards, right? Because you know you're never going to lose the weight because you know your marriage is always going to suck because you know you're always going to be the angry mom. It's easy. It's easy to look for that negative attention like I did with my husband. It's easy attention because every other mom out there is being a martyr too. Every other woman out there is bitching and complaining about what she looks like. Every other person has a problem. But the thing is, you get to decide if you're gonna continue the self-sabotage or if you're gonna address the issue as to why you're self-sabotaging and do something different. And I know, well, at least for me, I should say I shouldn't speak for everyone. 
feelings aren't fun. Emotions aren't enjoyable. That's not some data I want to dig into. But to be honest, in order to grow, you have to. You have to sit with yourself. You have to understand how your brain thinks, how your heart feels. Because if you don't take time to understand that, you're never going to know what you truly need. So stop letting your fears hold you back. And then the lie, but it only affects me. I don't have to take care of myself because it's just, it's just me. It's who cares if I'm taken care of, right? So right now in the chat, I want you to name the five people that you see every single day. I can tell you, Kenny, Bo, Bronx, Barrett, right? Like those are four people that I see every single day, every single day. If I'm in a bad mood, guess who suffers from that? If I'm in a good mood, guess who benefits from that? If I feel good, guess who benefits from that? But if I feel bad, guess who suffers from that? You see, your attitude and your choices actually do affect them. How you show up in this life does affect them because right now they're stuck in this house with you. Are they walking on eggshells or is it living on cloud nine? And that's a question that or an answer that you have to give yourself. Because I remember lots of eggshell days. Some days are still eggshell days, right? It's not always easy and it's not always perfect. But how you take care of yourself does affect those people around you. And more importantly, it teaches those people around you. Are you teaching your children negativity? Are you teaching your spouse negativity? Are you teaching your coworkers negativity? Or are you bringing light to them? Are you making their lives enjoyable? And I think this is, it goes back to generational curses, right? Like be willing to break that generational curse. Because how many of us were taught that we need to diet to lose weight? How many of us were taught the negative mindsets? How many of us were taught that this life sucks, or this is the role of the mom, and this is the role of the dad. How many of us were taught that marriages look like this? How many of us were taught that finances look like this? Why don't you be willing to be different? Just think, if you would have had the tools that you have now, no matter where you are on your journey, right? Like we're all at different levels, but had you have had the tools that you have now, way back when, when you were 10 years old, how much different would your life be today? Because here I am at 31 years old trying to figure out how to feel. <laughs> what? Here I am at 30 years old understanding the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Here I am at 30 years old understanding that I can live my life however I want to and it actually doesn't even matter what my mom wants. Crazy, right? But it's true. Here I am at 30 years old, finally doing something that I enjoy, hiking and traveling, because I never thought that it was allowed before, right? What if you give that power to your children? Don't create mindsets that they grow up in, that they have to spend the next 30 years of their life unlearning. Give them the power to heal right now. Give them the power, the, give them the life that they don't have to heal from. Heal yourself so that they can have a better chance at living. You know what? Not even just them. Heal yourself so that you can finally live. Because that's really the goal, right? Is to stop surviving and, and thrive and live and have fun and have joy. That's the coolest, right? But how many of you are thinking, oh, that's so far off. That's, that's joy, fun. 
live. What does that even mean? I'm a mom, right? I'm a woman. I can't do that. So it's just a reminder today that self-care is, is way more than just fitness. And if you're here in these groups, then I think it's very, very important to recognize that I don't really care what you weigh. And you can focus on your fitness all day long, but if we're not addressing the inside things, then you're never going to reach those fitness goals. You're never going to reach those emotional goals. You're constantly going to be battling what you're eating and what you're thinking because true change happens in here. Oh, snap. I hope that that episode really spoke to you and you were able to walk away with some juicy nuggets. I do know that learning to love yourself, take care of yourself, do what you need is so incredibly It's messy and it's hard. So just remind yourself it doesn't happen overnight. And if this episode spoke to you, please take a screenshot. Go share this on your social media. Share it with a friend. Your love, your support, your encouragement, man, that means everything to me. Go out and take on this day. Recognize that your future is in your hands. Your action is everything. Quit hustling to prove yourself girl, hustle to find you're happy.